0: Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, <laughs> but, you know, if
0: people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want
1: to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome Podcast (laughs) Reviewer, or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us... The more that we want to be seen, the more that we see you.
0: You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at YouCan'tDisappointPod. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel, where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down
1: this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can'tDisappointPodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment and trivia for the episode we're about to record and we'll read it live on the air
0: yeah we don't do the show live but nice try buddy (laughs) thanks for supporting us and let's get into this week's podcast (sighs) lose the bald cap what i don't like it it's hokey it's fake take it off no I beg your pardon, actor? I have worn this stupid thing for 12 days. I have made bald friends. Well, that's your mistake. Because it's a lie. It's Hollywood crap. And I won't allow it in my commercial. You are not. Oh. Yes, I am. Well, then, you're wrong for the part. Understudy. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, how are you? Hi. I'm I'm good, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to talk about TV for an hour and a half. How's your day going?
1: My day's going pretty well, you know, watch some community.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's a good, it's always a really good way to start my day when we do this, to have like time designated to sit down and really watch an episode, and like put my head into it. It's a really, like, it gets me in a positive mood starting my day that way.
1: Yeah, me too. I also had a great start to my day with you, Zaki-Poo, because we uh, got to rank... If you're under
0: the impression that you woke up next to me, that wasn't me. Wait.
1: Then I either need to call the police, a hospital... Or a horse doctor, because things got weird.
0: Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everybody. We're glad you made it. Uh, We're glad to be here. Love doing this for you. My name is Zach, and I'm Supervisor Girl. Faster than a locomotive. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Steven, and hello, it's me, Luis Guzman. We're glad you made it. I hope your drive was good. I hope you found a place to park. We're glad that you're here with us uh, to talk about another episode of Community. I want to shout out at the top of our show, the $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, where you can see us live every week and you can help support the show. And what else? There's all kinds of exclusive content over there. I was looking at it earlier. There's probably easy like... 20 hours of, of wow. content over there already that's totally exclusive to the Patreon. Well, and one also, of those things yeah, that we ahead. do
1: every week, Zach, we we just got done doing, and that's, yeah. you can't pre show.
0: Every week, right before we record the show, we hang out live on Patreon, and then also repost it as a video and audio podcast, so you can go back and listen to them all if you want. Uh, And and that's always really fun. We've been doing some tier lists lately. We were tier ranking some classic Nickelodeon shows today. That was a lot of fun. So go check out patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. But that's not exactly the point, even though it kind of is. It's to shout out our $10 and up patrons over there. Who I like that
1: we went to shout them out and then shout it out ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, you know, come on. (laughs) They know what they are. (laughs) I'm kidding. We love you guys very much. You're the reason that this show is able to, to run smoothly. Mm-hmm. and and the more the merrier certainly but we love the people that we've got uh, that 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 is to say that our 10 dollar and up patrons are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M Lugo and Michelle LaPena. and if you'd like to be added to that list go ahead and boot up your uh your Windows 97 and head on over to patreoncom Podcast. and also of course as always a shout out to our papa at communities on Twitter uh, and and you know me and Steven uh, we, we've been getting in, we got in some trouble recently. Daddy found us with, with his lollies in our mouth and, and we, <laughs> and we weren't supposed to eat his lollies, but we did. So he's had to be a disciplined daddy as of late. Yeah. And of course we, we love him. We respect him. We have to shout him out, but man, that, that spanking smart has not quite gone away.
1: Well, and I think you know what's great about disciplined daddy is that after he lets us know that we've been naughty, naughty boys, right. he gives us a little kiss on the forehead. Yeah, he gave us, us the know, lollies back. We could have yeah. had his
0: lolly if we, we just wanted had to it. ask. Yeah. Thank you for all the EDFW news. On Twitter. You're the reason this show is what it is, whether that's a good thing or not. Also, uh, that's we, on you. We when were you go rightfully
1: shamed for not getting the uh, Jeffersons reference. I feel oh, that. Sure. I did, I I've should never have seen that. an
0: episode of the Jeffersons.
1: It's fine. <laughs> um, good Times easy, is much right? better. Okay. Yeah. Good Times what? is significantly better.
0: Today we're not here to talk about either of those things. We're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 8 of Community. It's the end of the first disc. I'm about to switch to Disc 2 already. We're like a third of the way through the season already. Wow. That's but, wild. Yeah, but today we're talking about documentary filmmaking. I still don't know. Is it redux? Is it redo? Is, Is there some kind of some um, spin I on it? I think
1: if it's in English, it's redux. But I like to say it extra French, even though it's not. And I I right. hear Redouard.
0: Oh, no. It was directed <laughs> by the great Joe Russo and written by the equally great Megan Gans, who previously wrote F***ing Cooperative Calligraphy, the first intermediate documentary filmmaking, and goes on to write Basic Lupine Urology, which is the Law & Order episode, if mm. I remember correctly. And then in season four, I wrote Paranormal Parentage, an Advanced Introduction to Finality. She does really great stuff now. She's written some of the really good recent It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. She's been writing oh, over there. Oh, that's great. And she also, along with uh, Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day, is one of the lead creatives behind Mythic Quest, which is uh, gr- pretty great. It g- yeah. keeps getting better and better. So, shout you know, out to I Martin have Gans. never watched
1: show. very much Mythic Quest, but yeah. I
0: really should. I think I'd really like it. Yeah, I think you would too. The second season was especially good. Nice. And this episode originally aired on November 17th, 2011. And man, I'm really excited to talk about this one. Is this the first time? No, it's not because they did paintball a second time. Mm-hmm. But this is a rare instance of when Community did a homage episode. And usually, you know, it's tempting to go back and do something again, but it's dangerous because if you nailed it the first time, you're playing with tricky territory. You don't want to not quite nail it as hard the second time. But they decided to go back to the documentary well for this episode, and I'm really excited to talk about it. And if, yeah. we, think we, uh, if we think the show one-upped itself, if we think it was equal or lesser than the original, I'm excited to dive into that. Mm-hmm. okay before we get into what we thought about this week's episode though let's talk about what we learned from this week's episode with some trivia oh nice i think i've got four questions i have one two
1: three four five i have five, four, five. <gasps> I have five. Twins. twins we are twins we are twins we are why twins. don't you we go first, the same number of questions twin brother okay twin brother uh when doing reshoots how long did they film troy and britta's hug that's
0: one of my questions. It's 12 hours.
1: It was 12
0: hours, 12 so give me a second, hours, 12, 12 hours. Not everything hours. needs to be a little chant. I don't know why that's all of a sudden a thing you're doing. I i haven't really done it before. Uh, that's what you think, Zach. I just do it under my breath.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, is that what that's been? <laughs> yeah. How many days of shooting did the
0: commercial take? At the end, uh, 17? 12. That was my first guess. I should have gone with my mm-hmm. heart. I'll give you a question. What is Pierce's documentary descriptor, like the text under his name when they first show him?
1: Old curmudgeon.
0: Really, really Campus close. curmudgeon? R- closer. Group You're curmudgeon. Really warm.
1: Y- y- local curmudgeon. Local curmudgeon. I remember curmudgeon. That's probably the only That's pretty close.
0: name that I remember other than Lynyards, so that <laughs> <laughs> uh was Jeff was like former lawyer. Troy was best friend. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, how much money was spent in total on the commercial?
0: That's another one of my questions. Ah. Uh. I had, so let's see if I wrote down the right thing or not. I had $17,125. So that's how much over budget they were. Oh, right? okay. I don't know what the original budget was. Uh, what was, your was the original budget? Your original budget,
1: budget? was $8,000, which brings us to a grand total of $25,000. Sure. $25,125. $25,125.
0: That's my question. I wrote it roughly. How over budget are they? I guess mm-hmm. I should. I could have still done it. Idiot! Stupid! Yes.
1: Stupid! Stupid! Idiot! Stupid idiot. Uh, so give
0: me another one, since you really <laughs> demandingly took one away from me.
1: According to Greendale,
0: what do you need to use their computers? Now, if you're not oh, knowing
1: no. where this is from, uh, in most of the uh, of Aveds and a lot of other people's kind of like uh, talking heads, yes. is that what those are called. Yes, um, there was Good a job. sign. Uh, on the computer that said to I don't use know the computers you Thanks need, for the help, things. but I, I didn't they were read it. Ah, uh, you need your library
0: card and pin number. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So let's see, how many actual questions do I? St- I now I have two f-ing questions. Look at Oof. how shitty you've made me look. <laughs> I can't believe you do this to me.
1: Uh, I specifically looked at what you wrote down. I had Lil send me when you were writing your questions, so. Damn. You're welcome. Thanks, Lil.
0: And I just thought we were having a close embrace for the first time in three and a half years, (laughs) but apparently not. (laughs) Man, today's good mood is just down the drain again. (laughs) Uh, What does Shirley think Pierce is at home doing during the shoot?
1: Ooh. Watching... Something and eating, like, cheese puffs or cheese balls or something. What was he
0: watching? Um, you got, like, 30%. Like, those are the two things, but that's, come on. Yeah. I'm Both are not what quite. The show. I, what was it? He must be watching Forensic Files and eating cheesy popcorn. Ah, cheesy popcorn, not cheese balls Stupid or idiot. puffs. How many questions do you have left? One. Okay, go ahead. Who is the dean of Greendale in the original commercial? Oh, shoot. I definitely looked at it. They did a little 80s effects. Yeah, I really like you. I've, I've forgotten his name. I didn't take note of it. What was it? Dean Bigley. Yeah, okay. Sure. My last question, where did the dean get his degree? Appomattox University? Good job. Nice. That's correct. Not our best showing as a I don't late. think I missed a question. Well, I only ended up with, like, two. You had three. And you got the forensic files and cheesy popcorn wrong. Oh, that was the
1: last one you asked. I didn't get that one wrong. I went and two for three. Didn't,
0: and you only got local... I can't totally give you local curmudgeon. Ah. Uh, Take a few steps enough. down. You did fair fine. <laughs> Let's move on to what we were written in this week. Let's get into that. All
1: right. I've got two uh, electronic mail messages. Um... <laughs> The first one is from Dear Old Dad. Um, hi, guys. This is an epic homage to Homage, whichever you want uh, to say. Whichever you want to say, you Hearts of Darkness, and the you second time they have embraced the shooting format of a documentary. Yes, I, I have to put only... just
0: right at the top of this episode I have never seen Hearts of Darkness, I have never seen Apocalypse Now most if not all of those references in this episode flew completely over my head. Same and to me. that's just how it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Steven and I are only 14 years old. I know that's yeah. a shock, but it, it's true. Uh, so we just haven't seen those movies because uh, we've only watched things that are cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, props to this episode because with us getting none of the references, it's still funny enough to be... We'll talk about that yeah. in a second. Absolutely. Yeah. Um Okay, I think there are only two more that fit that format going forward, seasons four and six. Um, this episode okay. also includes a crossover to the show I don't show even remember Chuck. the
0: season six one. I guess it's the wedding one. Say that again. Sorry. Um, this episode also includes a crossover to the show Chuck. Did you like Chuck? I liked Chuck. I didn't watch it religiously, but I did like
1: it. Mm, I watched it religiously until it got really weird and bad. It
0: was like on after My Name is Earl, so I often watch part of it. Mm. Um, in the initial commercial the tall guy
1: throwing the frisbee is ryan mcpartlin captain awesome oh that was uh the guy who was engaged to chuck's sister um danny and yvette were on chuck as well danny was planned and yvette was just there to watch and they added a moment for her that's thirsting for danny's character Ooh. Also, if you watch closely, Annie adds more pencils to her hair, her hair as the episode progresses. Allison That's made funny. sure of it. There is also a brief shot of the dean's underwear. It is the same pattern as Jeff's from physical education. That's funny.
0: I saw that, and not only that, Jim Rash himself found them and bought them because he thought it would be funny. That's hilarious.
1: Um, what is okay? Uh, have a great one, guys. Okay. Community's Matt, thanks, Dad. And there's he's trivia. Talking. Three questions. Okay. Um, what is Brady Novak's, the board member, character's name in the episode? No idea.
0: Well, it's different than what it usually is. His name is Richie, but it was written as something different in this mm-hmm. episode. I noticed that, but I don't remember what the name was. I'm going to sneeze.
1: <coughs> Bless you. Was it like Eustis or something? No, I don't like think a, so. like an, an EU <laughs> thing going on? Mm-hmm. Psycho-
0: Eugene? Was it Eugene? Eugene? It might
1: have been Eugene. Eugene. Don't know what the last Eugenics? name is. I think it was Eugene. Okay. I don't know the last name. Uh, What is the name of the dean in the commercial? That was Dean Bigley. Dean Bigley. Um, Responding to Pierce, the dean says these two things would be assigned Greendale was Hollywood. What? Responding to Pierce, the dean says these two things would be assigned Greendale was Hollywood. So this is when uh pierce was like where's my the catering or whatever and oh i'm like, not sure um he'd be this. friends with stevie nicks and he grabs britta yeah and his glasses would be like rose tinted or something okay okay what is brady novak's board members character? Today? it was eugene eugene johnston and later it was changed
0: to Richie county yep
1: Um, county after
0: the name of one of the writers on the show i believe adam county oh nice um what was the last one dean bigley was was the the
1: dean and the last one was his glasses would be tinted and he would be friends with stevie nicks good job steve nice thank you not bad thank you i did my best um okay our next one nate classic nate uh just like him i knew he'd do this (laughs) uh okay why did I go to Greendale? Because Greendale's a slam dunk.
0: We both did the thumbs up. You can't see it, but we did. <laughs> hey, it's Nate. Hi, Nate. Hey, Nate. I fing love this episode. Whoa. All, I don't, Nate, I don't think, uh, I don't know what gives you the idea that you have the authority to cuss. Well,
1: here, Nate on our put IF dollar sign ampersand king love this episode. So oh, I then the he part. had respect. He gave yeah, respect. He did. Okay, Sorry, Nate. Mind. I didn't mean to portray you. Thanks as such for the respect. Red piece of shit (laughs) first first of all gotta shout out pavel i love it when he shows up even if it's just in the background what did pavel do this episode
0: he was like in the background of abed's talking head is the only time i noticed maybe he's like in one of the silly costumes we'll have to look Mm. um
1: i love that community got luis guzman for this episode and the statue so funny crazy to think they originally wanted mark hamill to be the likeness used for the statue
0: And they tell the story often that Mark Hamill, in the absolute nicest way possible, turned it down when they wanted to make him the statue for the school. He was just (laughs) – I think it was like – I don't know. He was trying to kind of like revitalize his image, and Mm -hmm. he did, and now he's like hugely famous again. Yeah. So I think he was like, that sounds funny, but I don't think it's the type of thing I'm really trying to do right now. Sure. And they said that he wrote like the nicest note to them about it about how like he thought the joke was funny he just didn't really want to be the name for it. Mhm. That's cute.
1: Um Could you imagine Mark Hamill in this episode instead of Luis Guzman? That'd that be would really be pretty funny. awesome. Mhm. I love that Luis Guzman has a speech about taking pride in your school because it was emotional and he touched on something that I could only speculate on before You're worse this than point crazy in the
0: series. You're ashamed of your school.
1: <laughs> that was great. Um favorite funny moment was Annie's breakdown into Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. Uh, my MVP this week would have to be Abed. Not only do I enjoy his making of the documentary, but I thought it was really sweet of him to save the commercial for the Dean.
0: Good, Abed. And it's uh, a fun fact, uh, Danny Pudi was not on set during the shooting of this episode. Really? I believe that talking head uh, where he's like in the foreground, uh, it almost looks like it's green screen to me wow mm-hmm. why not he's not in the episode he just has a couple voiceover lines he's not actually holding a camera danny Pudi's not filming it uh, that's fair i guess he's not on screen yeah wow um nate okay nate,
1: <laughs> nate has got 10 questions for us today
0: not to be outdone i know
1: uh what does jeff as the dean call greendale in his first appearance
0: Greendale Community College Dean,
1: I think that's right. Um, what club was Luis Guzman? Or a part of Deandale Deandale. Deandale. Yeah, a Dean Dale? Dean um, Dale Community College Dean What club was Luis Guzman a part of at Greendale? He was the president of the Pottery Club. Yes. Pottery. Uh, yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Yes. Um, what does the dean say to avoid saying sassy? A mix of happy threatening. Happy right? and threatening. Yeah. Um, that was a funny part when Shirley was like, "And I hope to God he doesn't find it." <laughs> was um, it was it
0: funny or was it a little? I thought it was funny. I don't, okay. I don't know if I thought it was that funny. Well, you're not sassy, Zach, so you wouldn't get it. I think I can be plenty sassy. Mm. Um,
1: that was sassy. <laughs> <laughs> what is the dean's first step into self destruction, according to Abed? Mm. Perfectionism. Sure um how far over budget was the dean on day two i have no on day
0: two was it around a thousand i'm gonna say around a
1: thousand because they were under at the end of day one um what was neil's role
0: was he a pencil he was a a book was he a book he was a book what is scene four scene four is that the troy and brita scene no i'm not sure
1: Maybe, I don't know. Um, How far over budget by day six?
0: Like 9,000, I think. Okay.
1: Why were there two men dressed as babies? One represented like the dawn of a new era or something, and the other one was... Of education, and
0: the other one was, I'm here for the dean. Oh, then you can both go that way. (laughs) Um,
1: How many total days of shooting were there, and how much did they spend on the commercial in total? Those were my questions earlier, Nate.
0: 17... It was like 25 (laughs) – yeah, my wrong answer was 17 in case you want – I thought he was asking to hear – I thought he was asking to hear what my wrong answer from the last time that you asked it was. I'm sorry. It's an honest mistake. You can – you know. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. It was uh, 12 days, Mm -hmm. and I knew that, Yeah, and it's important that everybody knows that I knew that. Yeah, sure okay jot that well, down but you're saying sure as if not you i need you to i need you to back me up a little bit more than that you're saying sure as if you're like sure yeah zach remembered the us. answer
1: that i told him earlier when we did trivia he paid attention to what i said after you got the thread, done talking but,
0: but i appreciate the effort uh <laughs> so 12 days and like 25,125 yeah okay
1: deandale community College dean is what he called it bingo he was the president of the ceramics club not pottery
0: yeah, that's why I said you sure I felt like it was something else. Ceramics wow. is close to pottery.
1: Um happy threatening was yeah. sassy. Perfectionism. Yep. Uh he was over by $6,125 at the S- end of day 2. Did you say
0: oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, did not get that right.
1: A book reading a book was Neil's role. He was a okay. book reader, right? Um Okay. Scene 4 is an orange or similar citrus fruit. I don't I don't get that.
0: I think that's got to be a Hearts of Darkness thing. I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Number eight. How far over budget by day six? 9,642. I think you said that, didn't you? I said
0: 9,000.
1: Over 9,000! Okay. Uh, One is playing The Dawn of a New Era in Education. That was just a guest of the deans for the babies. (laughs) And then 12 days and $19,125.
0: Maybe that's just how much over budget it was.
1: I thought it was 17,000 over budget and they had 8,000 as budget for the commercial.
0: You know what? I'm a f- idiot. They didn't have $8,000 budget. It was 2,000. Nate, you got to show your work. He <laughs> didn't show his work. And that's always where it you need to write you need <laughs> to put all 8, of the scribblings the of you figuring it was out the math. I'm a clown. So what was it? Nate's right. 19,000 something? Mm-hmm. Nate. Classic Nate. Classic Nate. Thanks for writing in Nate. Where would we be without you? Yeah. Thanks, Nate. Now let's move right on to the next thing. I'm excited to see where you're going to take it this week, Stephen. How do you feel about the challenge that you have, and I think forget that you have to do every week until it's time for you to do it.
1: Um. Unfortunately for me, I'm feeling a little bit confident. Wow. Well, which I has like not to hear bode that. well in the past.
0: I I I genuinely go into this every week wanting you to succeed mm-hmm. and to get a good grade. Yeah. And this is a great episode. So let's see where you go, ladies and gentlemen. You know it. You love it. You f-ing shove this shit down your fat guzzle. We're gonna find out. Did Stephen watch, watch the episode this week? This week. Stephen, you know the way this goes. I'm gonna pull up my brand new, uh, year old iPhone 12, and pull up uh, the timer. And you know how it goes. You've got 20 seconds to get out as much as you can about this week's episode, documentary, Intermediate Documentary Filmmaking. Is that how you said it?
1: Three, two, one, go. Yeah, they're making a documentary because the Greendale gets to make a new commercial because the old one was old. Um, and so the Dean's gonna direct it and day one shooting goes great Then Luis Guzman agrees to do the show cuz Jeff doesn't want to do it. So he calls his lawyers Um, and then it goes crazy the Dean loses his mind and they overshoot they go way over budget Everybody goes nuts Troy and Britta can't hug each other Shirley goes to be sassy Luis Guzman loves the school and the Dean doesn't uh, so Uh,
0: I feel like you could have gotten rid of a thing or two and gotten to the ending of the episode, mm-hmm. but That was not bad. That mm-hmm. was good That was But I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it a B. Okay. I think I'm just gonna give it a flat B. Mm Mhm. Almost a B plus, but I think it's gonna be a B from me. Thank you. This week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. And that's that segment. I enjoy doing that. I do too. It's fun. It's a good,
1: you know, brain teaser for me.
0: Yeah, and you know, I love to tease you. Oh, Whenever boy. Whenever I get a chance. Hey, yo. Let's move into the next thing. Let's talk about what our favorite funny moments were for the episode. And I think for me, it's going to give away a lot about what I think of this episode, because I wrote down three, mm-hmm. and they're all things that Jim Rash does. Nice. The first one is, we a big-time celebrity wants to be in my commercial. Picks phone back up, Wow, wowee, a big-time celebrity <laughs> wants to be in my commercial. That That kills me every time. The second thing is not just the Dean in this scene, but Jeff as well. The whole you're not bald interaction Mm -hmm. where, where Jeff is so emotional about it and the dean's so like sexy, rugged, serious about like what's fake. Take it off. I don't know. It's really, really funny. And my last thing is the Dean in the end of the episode. And I'm sorry for what I did to the ice cream machine. Yeah. No one eat out of it until they clean the nozzles. All very,
1: very funny moments. What were yours? I intentionally didn't write any Jim Rash ones. Okay. I Um, couldn't help it. Chang saying they won't tell his story when he was doing that, like the whole thing. Well, I guess they kind of just did. Yeah, him wearing a Jeff wig under a bald cap because he Mm -hmm. was Jeff's understudy was so funny. Um, Everything with Luis Guzman was really funny. Mm -hmm. He was great in this episode. Um, I guess I did write one. I think just Jeff portraying the Dean in the commercials. So funny,
0: honk! (laughs) Joel does a tremendous job in this episode. Yeah,
1: and then I thought the Shirley sassy scene was where she said, "I thought that was funny."
0: Nice. I also
1: really, really enjoyed, and I'm surprised that communities didn't mention this. He normally loves to give us a little factoid about the uh, guest appearances, but Jeff Garland at the very end, when Pierce crashes out of his thing, that was hilarious.
0: They talked a lot on the commentary, and we'll get into it as we go through the episode here in a second, uh, that they really wrote this Pierce storyline as a way to get Pierce off the set or Chevy off the (laughs) set because most of his stuff in this one is voice work too. He's not in the trailer most of those times. Yeah, that's great. They're just trying to give Chevy his little thing to do in the corner so they can make the show. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about it. What did you think of this week's episode? It's the second time they've done a documentary episode. The first one being the Pierce in the Hospital episode. It's a real classic. It's where we get our podcast name. Yeah. From. Uh, there's that great Troy stuff. Jeff has some really great emotional stuff with his father and and Jeff beating up. P- That's a really, really good. It's episode. a Great episode and a totally different episode from this one. Uh, what do you think about it about community going back to the documentary? I cool, think this a is a really time.
1: funny episode. I don't mm-hmm. know that I hold it quite as high as the first one. Wow. But only because LeVar Burton kind of pushes that one Well, for I get me. it. Like, just but describing this one's all great. the
0: good stuff about that episode, it is a real classic.
1: But that doesn't mean this one isn't also an A episode
0: of this the show. This one's a little bigger mm-hmm. and more bombastic and yeah. maybe funnier to yes. me. Yes. And so I think I might have, like, a slight edge of this one over that one, Mm. which is so rare for a television show to go back to a pool for the second time to do, like, this thing that's, like, a Mm one-off thing, and for it to work just as well, and it really, really does. I love the way that this show adapts itself to the type of show that has, like, a a camera team that that the the characters can, like, vamp to throughout the episode. I think it adapts itself to that very well, and I love pretty much everything about this episode it goes so weird in a way that season three has been lately like a different kind of weird for community a darker kind of weird yeah uh, certainly. For community and i think this episode does that maybe the best of any of these weirder darker season three episodes and it's an absolute standout for jim Rash.
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: so i think he it's phenomenal. kills it i think it's great let's let's dive into it the episode starts as good as the whole thing is, I think, with the 80s commercial <laughs> for the school. That's just pitch perfect. They got the grain, the clothes, the backgrounds, the... The little uh, highlighter. earlier, The little, like, animated highlights over mm-hmm. certain things. It's perfect. It's pitch perfect. The thumbs up is so iconic. I love this bit to start the episode. The old Dean seems so cool and warm. Yeah. And Greendale seems like a real happy... It, it, it almost shows to serve, like... This used to be a school, you Yeah, know, and now it's Greendale. <laughs> and now a dog
1: all only didn't graduate because of, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: it's it's such a funny bit. I love this. Mm-hmm. And after the commercial, we get that we're in a documentary again, and it sets that up immediately, that uh, the dean has been given the task to create a new commercial because this commercial has been running for like 16 <laughs> years and uh, it, it's old. It's outdated. So they want to make a new one. It's up to the dean to do it. And Abed thought this would be a good thing to make a documentary out of. So that's why uh, we have the episode in this format. Do you, I, I, I wonder what this, epi- this episode could have been a non-documentary episode and been mm-hmm. just as good. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that they take it in that direction.
1: Do you think that they did it this way because if Abed were not – Shooting a documentary, he'd be too involved in the film, and that would take away from the Dean storyline. Maybe. So they almost, you know, didn't necessarily. They needed like write... to give
0: Abed something to do, yeah, so it wouldn't be about Abed. Mm-hmm. I thought Pierce's line here, when he talks about the commercial being on after Fantasy Island, sounded really slurred and like he didn't really know what he was saying. Yeah. Did you pick up on that at all?
1: A little bit. He 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 definitely wasn't like firing on all the cylinders that he has
0: yeah all those cylinders (laughs)
1: all those cylinders
0: i everything that dean does in this episode is perfect i think why i didn't give him the merits last week that i did it's because it's not peak dean i feel like Mm -hmm. we reach peak dean as of yet in this episode yeah and in the beginning this opening scene i think he gets some great classic dean moments I like the, him talking about uh, it being the result of targeting mm-hmm. uh, the commercials. Like, oh, that's not an accident. We did massive targeting. And yeah. he's just so earnest about all of this. Uh, I like his line, well, Troy, you know I love to be seen agreeing with you. <laughs> it's a really funny bit. One thing in this opening that confused me that I wanna I want to ask you what your take on it is, the way this is set up here to get the study group involved, mm-hmm. the dean says – like, at first, they're not that enthused to help, and then the dean says Greendale, like, takes care of its people, and I'm sure you all know that, as if he's, like, holding something over their heads yeah, to it make did them like instantly that. agree to it. And I don't really know what that is or what it's I don't supposed either. to be. I don't either. It seems like there would be more of a struggle to get the study group to join in on this. Yeah, it's almost they like they did wrote, something
1: bad and Greendale yeah, got them out of it, like, bailed them out or something. Yeah,
0: and I'm not sure what that would be. Mm-hmm. It, it it didn't quite play for me. But the episode moves with such a breakneck speed that you, I only dwell on it for a second because then they're doing all the silly stuff they do this episode. Mm-hmm. He even says, I think you guys might know what I'm talking about. And I, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but they go right into helping, which I think is good because this episode needs Jeff to be about as on board with something that mm-hmm. Jeff has ever been in an episode.
1: Well, I think this is a great Jeff episode.
0: It's an absolutely great Jeff episode. Uh, To quote the Dean, the only thing that it needs, that his character needs is more screen time. It's true. (laughs) So the Dean passes out scripts for the documentary while Abed, uh, and he calls out Abed for the first time and explains that Abed's doing the weird thing Mm -hmm. and he's decided to make this into a documentary. (laughs) Then look, uh, Abed's talking head, I think it's green screen. It does look like that. I think Danny's really there and that table's really there and Pavel and the study room window is a green screen mm-hmm totally do you think I'm right yeah I could see that even that table isn't there no I think the table's there because when you have a green screen shot like that that's why it doesn't look so bad because, because it the like, second de- thing it adds depth to it
1: ah smart tricky
0: tricky maybe it could be fake but I think it's real We go right into Pierce's thing for this episode is that he's gonna, basically more egregiously than ever, in this episode, Pierce Hawthorne is Chevy Chase. Yeah. Because, like, they pretty (laughs) much write Pierce in this episode as, like, telling everyone that he's a star... That he demands a certain type of treatment. <laughs> this more than any other episode feels like they're writing out their qualms with Chevy into an episode. While well, and my question kind of was something like this: Is yeah.
1: Chevy has to know, right, that they're making him
0: him? I don't know. There's a lot of thoughts that come from that. Like I don't know that he cares. Uh, and also this is his job so it's not like he really gets a choice choice, but to say the lines that are written for his character I have no idea it's interesting to listen to the audio commentaries lately uh, because they're recorded obviously after season 3 was finished and Dan's there Mm -hmm. for them and in the one for this one they were talking about community being renewed for another season and like talking about it and it's interesting because it's got to be so close to that time that Mm -hmm. they talk a little bit uh ambivalently about Chevy in the commentaries and it's clear there's stuff going on and it's before Dan Harmon's fired but it's like getting close to that timeline and it's kind of cool to hear them talk and to kind of feel what it was like to be in some of those rooms around that time yeah but Pierce gets up and he leaves. He demands a trailer. He's not leaving. He's, they're not going to get him a trailer, so he's going to rent a trailer, and he's not going to leave that trailer until they get him a trailer. And then Chevy is separate from the rest of the cast for the rest of the episode. Just Yep, about. That's, that's what he's got. I do like uh, then the Dean after a Chevy. See, the line is so blurred. After Pierce walks mm-hmm. out of the room, the Dean's like, I needed to go that way. <laughs> that's okay. I'll loop around, and that's what cuts into the theme song. I think it's a really great opening sequence that that brings in the the documentary side of things while still making yeah. it feel like a setup of a traditional episode of Community. I think they do it really smartly for how off the deep end this episode will go.
1: I agree. Super funny intro.
0: <laughs> After the theme song, the dean is directing on the first day of production. They're they're sitting around in a circle to to read their script, and the dean is very earnest in his. Uh, directing skills so far you know he's got the right attitude they're gonna put this commercial together it's like the beginning of the first day so everyone's optimistic about how the shoot's gonna go and there's a pretty funny bit with uh uh the dean referring to annie as his side girl or like number one girl girl. script girl and annie says supervisor like all right supervisor girl (laughs) faster than a speeding bullet or locomotive (laughs)
1: I also love uh, the Dean's outfit. He's got like a tan suit on, but then like riding boots and a like like a high. Brown I wonder if that's a direct a reference
0: whip. to the movie too. Gotta be. Interesting. Let's talk about Andy in this episode because she gets one of her first talking heads here talking about how important her role Is to the production as a script supervisor and how she's basically the star. I think this episode uses Annie just about as well as a like comedic side character that any other episode has. I think so for sure. Maybe that's a recency bias, but I I think they use Annie really well. The way she acts is like a little crazy and enlarged, Mm -hmm. but true to the character, way more true than stuff like her meltdown in the the model. You, I was just thinking the same thing. Good. I I think that she's used really well, and I think Allison sells her anxieties so well in this episode, especially a little bit later when she's talking about the Dean being a genius. Yeah. And now I'm going to watch for the pencils. I guess that's a like, non-diagenic thing going on screen that I, I'm sure my, my eyes saw, but my brain didn't put together. You know, it adds yeah. to her building tension, but I didn't quite put it together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely noticed that there were more in her hair, and her hair got, like, crazier as it went on.
0: So they're reading the script of the commercial, and one thing that's really funny for me is that uh, you never exactly see what the commercial's supposed to be, but we get to watch it get so inflated and changed from what, or- from what it originally does, both in, like, production and script and, mm-hmm. and and scope. You know, right now they're just sitting around and reading it, and it sounds almost exactly like the last commercial, like... I choose well, Greendale because of this, I'm a mom. And, it's, and, and it goes such a different direction.
1: Well, before you play, I didn't notice the uh, <laughs>
0: the storyboard back behind Shirley. I did not either. That's hilarious. I see the high fives. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, I like that. The Dean brings up for the first time, this isn't the classic scene yet, but that mentions that he'd like for Troy and Britta to hug in their meet different people <laughs> section of the scene. And they they talk. He asks if they're comfortable with that. They say, "Of course." And they hug each other uh, to prove that they're air buds. And <laughs> and it's a little bit awkward because they look at each other. They give maybe we should kiss each other eyes to each other for like a split second. Yeah. Uh, how does your heart feel about the hinting at Troy and Britta in this episode? Oh,
1: I love it. it makes me very happy. I like it I haven't too. Watched when it's bad in a long time.
0: I like it too. And season three really sets up the Troy and Britta thing throughout the rest of the season mm-hmm. and then season 4 is has to deal with them actually dating yeah. so all of the setup is pretty good I remember originally watching this and being like Troy and Britta I wouldn't have thought of that but I kind of mm-hmm. really like it now that it's happening so there are heated moments in this and the way the episode ends on it kind of so yeah. they're really uh, asking us to think about it and take it a little bit more seriously than we have in the past and I think it works Gillian's Beautiful in this episode, Mm -hmm. and Donald is both bright and funny as Troy always is. But Troy's like one of the regular, he's not exactly like on a flight of fancy in this episode, exactly. Just like a part of the study group, he's like being a normal guy. I I think they build up some nice stuff between the two of them.
1: I do too, and I like, I really do like Troy quite a bit in this episode because I think he, like you said, he's a part of the study group, but he's still Troy, yes, and I think they've really figured out this season how to have him have that balance where he's more mature but still just as fun as he always is.
0: And this episode likewise uh uses Britta pretty well too where she gets a lot of funny jokes but isn't mm-hmm. the joke. Yeah. So that's good. And really one of the star turns of the episode we get here, it's the first time we see Jeff <laughs> in his bald cap and get up to play Dean Pelton in this episode. And man, what can we say about it? This is one of the episodes that I I watched right before we talked to Joel, just because I, I thought of I thought of this episode, so I had revisited it sort of recently. And man, Joel is so funny in a way that he's never been on this show yet as this character. He's so silly, and it's kind of a, a lapse in reality to think that Jeff would actually do this kind of thing the way mm-hmm. that he just absolutely sells it. But who cares? It's so f- funny. And Joel delivers it perfectly. Well, and it's so funny that he's like, okay, to show
1: the Dean, you know, that I'm bad, so that uh, I, I get fired. He's he acts how fun he sees the Dean. Yeah. But the Dean knows exactly who he is. And he's yeah. like, that's fantastic. It's so great.
0: I When he said, this is
1: my sister's outfit. This that is my <laughs> sister's <laughs> outfit.
0: I love, not- yeah, it's not just that. It would be funny enough just to see Joel do that. It's double funny because of the way the Dean reacts every time. Uh, Both here when he's like, oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) And later on when he's like, this is all fake. You're out of the... I think it's all so funny. Mm -hmm. I almost can't even decide which of the two of them I think is funnier in these situations. Meanwhile, Pierce goes into his trailer. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he
1: rents a trailer so that he can have one. Until they I, get him, is this the part? get I don't
0: know if it's there or a little bit later but one of the times what Pierce says and I think it's really funny he says I'm Pierce Hawthorne screen of stage and star <laughs> I think it's later on that's really funny and that really made me laugh when I heard the way he was saying it and I almost feel like it's possible that Chevy f-ed the lineup but I like it better that way
1: it's kind of like in It's Always Sunny, one of my favorite like things that's left in there is when Danny DeVito drops the condom. He's like, oh, my monster condoms, from my Magnum Dong,
0: said the other way around. Funny stuff. It is funny. Dong! And it, it, the, the bizarreness of it makes it even funnier. Mm-hmm. So Jeff is an absolute star as the Dean. In his, in his segment and the commercial as it originally stands, makes so little sense. <laughs> yeah. He just says, dean, just Dean it, Dean Machine does a little dance, the the way he shakes his hips, and the Dean a is just star so is born. pleased with everything. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things. And, and that Jeff feels confident to do these things because he doesn't think it'll be allowed to be a part of the commercial because they're in front of the Guzman statue, when I don't think anyone is going to be suing this community college no. over a statue that you probably can't really even tell who it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah. There's a really funny moment later on when we get there, but one of my other, like, I said Luis Guzman in general, but when he, like, stands next to the statue and kind of poses.
0: Yeah, he's like, hello, hello, and then he, like, moves his arms and (laughs) stands really stiffly. (laughs) Luis Guzman does sell his shit in this episode pretty perfectly.
1: Very funny.
0: Have you seen Boogie Nights? He mentions Boogie Nights in this. Have you ever seen Boogie Nights?
1: Yes, even though I said the wrong name of the actress that's in it.
0: Uh Heather Graham?
1: Yeah, but what did I say last time? I don't remember. I think I might have said like uh I don't know, it was in something we were talking about. But that's because even more than Heather Graham, uh I almost what? said Juliet Lewis. Not Juliet what's her name? juliana Julie Who's the redhead that's in that? What? Uh in what? Boogie Nights. Is she in that?
0: Um yeah. Julianne Moore?
1: Julianne Moore. She has sex with Mark Wahlberg.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I like Julian more. That was it. That was the, the crux of that. I really like so- the
0: way that they set up all of the Guzman end up actually being part of the commercial throughout it. It really Jeff's cockiness is what gets them in all of this trouble.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's kind of not like super addressed, but it's it's yeah. re- it's really funny.
0: You know who's a star in this episode? Leonard. Leonard has a couple of really funny lines in this one, and that's the first one, when Jeff said, what does he I don't take... What does he say?
1: He says doing something that's not easy for him, or something like that.
0: Yeah, Jeff says, I'm willing to go the extra mile to avoid doing something, and Leonard walks up <laughs> at the perfect time and says, like, sex with women. <laughs> for whatever reason, when Pierce says shit like that, it, it, it hits differently than when Leonard says stuff like yeah. that. Because he's this ancient, adorable man who can just get away with kind of saying and doing whatever. It's true. He, he does. What What is mentholiptus? Jeff says he sm- smells I like I think he
1: was combining eucalyptus and menthol. So it's here's probably the something, other, it's like a pain cream like Bengay would be my guess.
0: Here's another funny uh, Leonard line when he's talking about getting into the TV game because he's going to be around <laughs> for a while. And yeah. He says, "I I'd hate to wake up in 30 years <laughs> and wonder what could have been Super funny. Richard Erdman's the best. Rest in peace. Okay, so this bit here that leads up to the sassy scene with Shirley and the Dean. At first I thought the Dean was about to comment, he says okay, cut that voice. I thought they were about to like confront, sort of make a meta joke on why does Yvette make Shirley talk the way that she does. The hello la 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 la, like the like musical way of talking
1: see i I thought but that, that he wasn't was the bit. have her do it, yeah, he wanted to do have her do it more ghetto, as some people would say he
0: He's trying really hard to come up mm-hmm. with a way to say like not other than like to say black right mm-hmm. he's trying to to like use Shirley as a a token in in Greendale that she's an older student, she's an african American woman and she's a single mother. You put that shit on the flyer, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Shirley's cutaway uh, when she does the sassy voice. I don't know. I don't know. For whatever reason, it didn't make me laugh. I don't really have Mm. a good explanation.
1: It's because you're racist, Zach. It's okay.
0: I mean, I don't think that's why. Okay. (laughs) I don't think i racist. You just don't
1: think that someone African-American could be funny.
0: Yeah, that that must be it. Well, I mean, Bill Cosby. (laughs) 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 I've heard he's back on the comedy scene. I'm sure he'll be funny oh my god i hope not i bet <laughs> this is awful i'll probably cut this out i bet you and i could go to a 84 year old bill cosby show where he's blind and making <laughs> jokes about how he should have never been in prison and i bet we would laugh our asses we would off. have
1: a really good time we would be laughing
0: <laughs> do you think he's still gonna make like all the auga noises and that i hope like that? so
1: but we won't know whether he's, like, doing after them for comedy <laughs> or if he's actually dying. After
0: someone, like, gingerly <laughs> leads him to the, to the like, <laughs> chair on the stage. Oh, my God. After the 20 seconds of booing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and in between, people throwing Man. stuff at him while he's on stage.
0: Bill, come on the show.
1: Yeah, after We'd we fight through the you. picket lines, they'll be out front. We'll really have a Jesus. have a hell of a time. Do you think there's, like, a,
0: a... I bet we could score an interview, because... Well, and I and bet instead of, of like, a
1: two-drink minimum, because Bill's there, you only really need one, so... Oh, shit.
0: But, um... And today's sponsor is, of course, you know, it's 2021. The, the tours are starting back up. Everyone's just raring and ready to go to a live event. And Bill Cosby is right there with you. Bill Cosby's 2021. Yeah, I did it, tour. It's gonna be killer. Tickets are... Still available at BillCosby, yes, that BillCosby.com. Go get your tickets now. <laughs> VIP experiences include <laughs> include a one-on-one 30-minute session with Mr. Cosby. Wow. Private, you get to ask him whatever you want about the industry. Uh, but you do have to submit a photo of yourself. <laughs> and we when, will when be denying people and, that Mr. Yeah.
1: Cosby does not yeah. want to sleep with.
0: <laughs> yeah. And really, all he can do at this point is sleep with them, like yeah. sleep next to them.
1: You're still in danger, but far less than 30 years ago.
0: Thanks, Mr. Cosby, for uh, for sponsoring the show. We're big fans. I have nothing but positive things to say about Bill Cosby.
1: Yeah, you know, and he's got a close connection to the show because his TV son, as we all know, is the Chevy father Chates. of... <laughs>
0: Yeah, and what a lot of people don't know is opening up for Bill Cosby on his F*** Yeah, I Did It tour is Chevy Chase. What did Chevy do? He's going to tell you. Yeah. Tickets are... You know, I'm sure by the time you'll hear this, you'll be like, oh, man, I bet we missed tickets. We we shouldn't even try. They're sold out. No, there's plenty. I promise. We have so many. We're printing more every day. And honestly, uh, we're really in a financial pickle because we ourselves had to purchase all the tickets mm-hmm. to get the sponsorship. Yeah. So it's really important. We really, really need people to buy these Please. tickets. You don't even have to go to the thing. Like, if if some, if, if anything happens to either of us, we are fine because yeah. all of our money is in Cosby right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And, and see, you can think of it as just giving the money to us, not him, because we've already given him all the money for the tickets. Right, right. We're just mean... trying to stay afloat.
0: Right. And I mean, if like, it's a really great time to support black-owned businesses, and yeah. Mr. Cosby certainly is one. So... So come on down. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that riff to go that long, but it went a while. <laughs> it sure as shit did. <laughs> uh, so the dean—they've had a long day of shooting. Uh, maybe the dean's a little frustrated with the way it's going, but would like edit a commercial out of this and would be just fine. But then yeah. he gets the call that changes everything. Luis Guzman calls the dean's personal number and, and mentions that he heard that they need permission to use his image and the dean gets timid and scared. But Luis is the nicest guy in the world, says, <laughs> I would love to come do your commercial. It'll just have to wait a couple weeks because I'm in the middle of shooting a movie. I love this bait here where the dean can't help but to Annie, like cover the phone, go, "Wow, we a real celebrity!" <laughs> and then he says the exact same it's thing. It's really but, like, funny. Suave and man, Jim Rash... Jim Rash is so good because all of the lines are funny, but him saying them and choosing to inflect them the ways that he does, just, like, everything that is written for him transcends by the way he delivers it.
1: Yeah, absolutely nails every single line.
0: Come on down. That's cool. (laughs) He's so great. But this changes everything. He hangs up the phone and tells everyone that, that well, first we get the phenomenal IMDb joke. <laughs> and can I just say, I loved you in... In... IMDb. Really, really funny. <laughs> That was tragic, he says after the phone. And then the dean gets a talking head that kind of uh, gives away some of what he's hoping to get out of this commercial. He's like kind of feeling down about Greendale and about the people that go to Greendale. So he thinks this commercial is going to help, and it's gone from good to great. And he says, let me list off the things. Louise Guzman is in it. The gap there is really funny. Rest of the list to come. (laughs)
1: We're almost used to it by now, but the Dalmatians around the Dean's office are fantastic. I really like the little uh, Dalmatian statue. There's like a big one, and there's like a bunch of little Dalmatians around it. Love it.
0: The dean walks into the cafeteria where everyone's gathered, and he's like, okay, everyone, everything we've done is bullshit. We're starting over. (laughs) Uh, Louise Guzman's in, so I have to change all of your parts. And it's a really funny bit. I'm sure this is the trajectory of that Heart of Darkness movie. I wonder if there was a point where the director of Apocalypse Now was like, this is all bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're starting over. This is the movie. Jeff thinks this gets him off the hook, but the dean makes it very clear that he's locked into something here. And he just needs more. <laughs> Jim Rash's speaking voice is so perfect for delivering comedy because he's got that high-pitched chipper voice, and he's also got this low, like, yeah, you struck gold. Then he's <laughs> got this, like, tremor in his throat. That, man, he is just outstanding as a comedic performer. So great. Later on, it's another day. They're starting to be over budget, and everything's changing. There are a bunch of costumes the the college isn't having any classes or doing anything everything at the school is just working towards the production of this commercial now and dean pelton like isn't letting anyone leave he <laughs> I've, i i kind of missed that joke he's using the pa for casting calls and he calls for like two women one with asthma over there yeah. just cuz he's coming up with shit that he needs for his commercial all the time so funny it is really funny. I think this episode does a really good job of using all of the side characters on Community. Yeah. And not all of them even have to say anything. Just them being in the room and being frantic while everything's going on and often in a silly costume, I think pushes the episode even further because it uh, it reminds you how deep of a well Community has at this point, And it's great to see so many of them at once. Pop, pop. Like, Neil, he doesn't get to do almost anything (laughs) in the episode, but both here when he's like, it says I'm a book reading a book, that doesn't make sense. That's really funny. And later on when he's a book doing like jazz hands and smiling really big, that's really funny too. This show is always a little bit better when Charlie Coons gets to be around. It's true. He's a gym. (laughs) <laughs> the Dean shows up on set of the new commercial and things have changed a little bit. When we were watching this last night and Lily was watching it and, and saw how muscular Jim Rash was, Lily was like, why is he ripped? It's true. Jim Rash has an amazing physique. He's in great shape. And mm-hmm. especially with the like little stubble that they let him have here. Mm-hmm. He's a good it's looking guy. He is a lean Dean machine. Yeah. I don't get the orange thing. This is the orange bit. Uh, he hands Annie an orange. What's this? Scene four. That's got to be a really direct reference to Hearts of Darkness. Yeah. I don't get it. I would love for someone to write us in and explain it. Mm hmm. Because we're not going to watch Hearts of Darkness and Apocalypse. I mean, I might eventually, but not anytime soon. Yeah. And now we're to the point where the Dean, I think, really gets to shine because he's starting mm-hmm. to get a lot more anxious. And this talking head, he's like moving his fingers around a lot and, and pacing and, and talking about how the commercial is going to like. Uh, push taboo he's talking about how his commercial is going to tackle the race issue (laughs) he says the the way the line is really well written he's like it's going to push every button starting with the one so hot it will sizzle your finger race race (laughs) And then we get one of the most beautiful sequences in community history. Troy and Britta having to hug over and over and (laughs) over and over and over and over over again as the Dean's trying to get this shot just perfectly. It reminds me a lot of – how well-versed in Nathan for you are you? I've only seen what I've watched with you. Have you seen the one where they're doing like – so Nathan For You, this is a tangent already. So Nathan For You is a show that's like a comedy show where Nathan goes into real businesses and like offers help for them, but then he makes them do these really avant-garde comedy mm-hmm. things that kind of hurt the business and it makes for really funny TV. And there's an episode where for a bar... So he can make it legal again for people to smoke in their bar. He uh, uh, makes it as if the bar is a theater performance because theater performances can have someone smoking. Yeah. So he sets up like an audience area in the bar. And the the play is just people in the bar like doing things, but they're actors and like people can smoke. I don't know. It's really convoluted. Mm -hmm. But there's a part where – Nathan makes a woman who's in the play say I love you to the man that she's supposed to say I love you to (laughs) over and over and over again. And then he's like, I don't believe it. And he takes the seat, and he makes her say it to him, and he really just wants someone to say that they love him. (laughs) So after – she's like, I love you, like really like deep and emotional, like I love you. And Nathan just over and over again goes, again. It's like, I love you. And it's like a real lady. It's so awkward. Yeah. This had so vibes funny. like that. And I think it's so funny that this episode hammers home that Troy and Britta have some real chemistry, but mm-hmm. this scene just sucks anything out of that and totally communities the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, the Dean's trying to pull a 400-year-old dagger out of the nation's heart and you two are hugging. He he expected it out of Britta, but he really like chastises Troy, who's just like, what did I do?
1: Well and also I uh I just am noticing Chang in the background. He's even right now he's mimicking Jeff like to I a T in that. a really, That's funny really funny way. Yeah.
0: Also, I love that during this scene with Troy and Britta that there's a giant apple on a yeah. table next to them. I just love how avant-garde the commercial becomes throughout mm. the episode. It's so funny. And we just get smash cut again. Again, I need more. I need more to meet other people or to meet different people. And then eventually Troy like breaking down. Stop saying I'm different. Cutting <laughs> to all of the other people in the room being like, oh, my God, this is awful. It's just a beautiful moment. Uh, Jim Rash sells the shit out of it. Uh, Danny and Gillian. Get it Danny, wrong one more Donald time. and Gillian sell Get the shit out of it when they have puppet strings tied to them. <laughs> when they're both standing their arms the same way, crying. Well, And the
1: dean just yelled a second ago, do it wrong one more time and I'm segregating the school.
0: That's one of the great lines of the episode. Yeah. I think that's really funny. They have spent 12 hours on it. They've got to move on. They're doing such... They're doing such torturous uh, uh, mental anguish to these people. It's really funny. I love it. And Abed gets a moment where he kind of tells Troy and Britta that he knows why this is happening and how it could stop happening. But he's just a documentarian. Yeah, He he can't get involved with the story. It's up to him to tell the story. And then they (laughs) go to hug again to comfort themselves, but it triggers them now. It's really funny. Jeff is worried that the shoot's going to drag on another day or two, but it does way more than that. We cut to four days later. There's so much more under budget and, and or over budget, and now things have changed even more. We're starting to see all the silly costumes. I, I love the, the, the pencils. Obviously, mm-hmm. Garrett in the motion capture outfit trying to be a telescope. Is that yeah. what he is, a telescope? Microscope. And he just moves wrong for the dean. It's clearly a frog who can't get out of a box. Really funny. And then we get the introduction of Chang's bit in this episode. Chang doesn't get a lot to do in this one, but I think he really shines in the moments that he does. This entire talking head might be my favorite of all the talking heads in this episode. The way Ken delivers all of these lines, he's like, I've got to keep my Jeff wig on top of my Chang hair and my bald cap on top of that. I can't breathe. I'm literally dying. It's really funny delivery of it.
1: It's so funny.
0: Then now we hear uh, the dean. He's being captured while he's having a kind of heated conversation on the phone. The school board is upset because the commercial not finished and he's spending a shit ton of money. And basically it's put up here that... Either this commercial has to be the best thing that anyone's ever <laughs> seen or the dean's going to lose his job. And even though you know he probably won't because it's an episode of community, the stakes here do feel kind of real.
1: Well, yeah. Because he's
0: really abusing people and he's really abusing time. So it better be worth it at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And now, yes, it's Eugene Johnston. Uh, that's not his real name as we see him more. But him alongside another guy who are like the, the Greendale... Like school board people, mm-hmm. they're so funny, yeah. and they show up a lot more often. So I'm looking forward to seeing their characters develop. I like Jim Rash's bit of acting where he tries to like hang up on the guy, but then he like presses the button like six times. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on?
1: Dean then Bester. we get a.
0: I think this might be the first time that they've done something like this, where it's like the different flash of headlines, Mm. like telling a story. I feel like this is something they do more often that feels to me a little bit shark jumpy. Mm. Just because, like, nobody's writing about this. Nobody gives a about this. Yeah. And I don't think, I guess, are they all different Greendale papers? That's kind of dumb, too.
1: Yeah, I think two of them are the same paper, at least, but I didn't know what the third one was. It looked different. It looked like a different layout.
0: But it does give us a really great old picture of the Dean, where he's got 80s hair, and he's leaning on 89. Yeah. That's pretty funny. A few days later, even more over budget, the killer bit where two men in diapers are here. One is part of the production, the other is just there as a guest of the Dean's. I... I think one of the reasons that I like this episode and the way they use the Dean so much more than last time is, sure, the Dean is the weird sexual deviant that he always is, but that's not exactly why he's crazy or why he's an interesting, funny character. Yeah, This episode only makes a couple of jokes at the expense of that, where last week maybe it leaned a little too heavy on the Jeff and Dean stuff, even though it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this episode nails like the psyche of the Dean so yeah. well, probably for the first time they've ever done something I think uh, so. in the show. And this episode is the best argument so far for why it was imperative to the show to make Jim Rash a series regular mm-hmm. because this episode is the Dean's episode and it's the first time that we've had that. And I haven't brought this up yet. We talked about it on the pre-show for a second. I completely understand that so far in this season we have watched f-ing remedial chaos theory mm-hmm. and I think... This might be my favorite episode of the season so far. Wow. Not to say that like on paper, uh, remedial chaos theory is a better epi- a much better episode of television, I think in that podcast. I said it's one of the best episodes of television. And I don't say this about this one. I just think in my personal taste, mm-hmm. this one might be my favorite episode so far, just because of how funny it is, how weird and dark it goes, but in a way that feels so true to community. I think it's a perfect episode, and so much of it is because of Jim Rash and the Dean.
1: Yeah, I think it's great.
0: I don't think you like it quite as much as I do.
1: I wouldn't put it above remedial chaos theory for me in terms of enjoyment, personally. I get that. I know i probably that. It's, it's my, my number two. That.
0: And I don't think I could actually probably argue to put this one over remedial chaos theory, but I think for podcasting about season three yeah this one was one of my favorites to to watch so far it's just so so funny
1: yeah well i understand in season one i had introduction to dance as my number one so and And it's kind of hard to like
0: really argue that that's Mm -hmm. better than like paintball or chicken fingers but it's your favorite and that's fine yeah we get a great Annie talking head. This is another moment where Annie really gets to shine. As the dean's gotten crazier, so is Annie. She's committed herself so hard to the dean, and she's in this Stockholm syndrome thing that she, uh, she the dean has to be a genius because if he's not a genius, she's not a genius, and that's unacceptable. I really like the way they that Allison sold this bit.
1: <laughs> she also now has like three or three pencils in her hair, one in her ear, like three markers, some pins. <laughs>
0: crazy she nails it mm-hmm. meanwhile shirley brings up that uh, everyone wants to leave but the dean's literally keeping them from leaving and going home and yeah. she comments on how pierce probably has it way better because he's just watching tv and eating popcorn at home but that's not the case he's outside <laughs> now this episode if anything does a horrendous job of hiding that they're in colorado
1: hmm
0: it's so clear that they're in California. Now, later in the episode, they're supposed to be in California because he got yeah. like, towed away in the thing. But it still looks like they're in California whenever they're outside like this, I think.
1: Mm. It gets sunny in Colorado.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not that it looks like it's in California, but that it looks like they're on, on a uh, lot. studio lot. That's sure. what I mean. That's sure. what, yeah. As Pierce – so a a trailer pulls up for Pierce. This is one of the few Pierce bits we get, so Pierce is back for a second. The trailer pulls up for Pierce, and he's upset, and he's yelling at who he thinks is the Dean but is actually Jeff. And that propels us into another one of the funniest moments of the show. First, the way that that Jeff, like, just waves when he keeps yelling Dean, and he does a perfect Dean wave. And then Jeff kind of comes to terms with who he thinks he is now. He's been in this bald cap for, what was it, 12 days at this point?
1: I think maybe. Maybe and he a little feels, less.
0: And he just says, I'm bald now. I've always been bald. And you're right. Just in that scene, Chang is following him, mimicking him as he's walking around pacing. Jeff feels like he's now a bald man. He's made bald friends. He prefers being bald, and he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> and now it's time for him to go on set, so he has to snap out himself a little bit. He stands up. Lights, camera, Dean. Dean. And I love that they decide to turn from the Dean being so enamored with Jeff's portrayal of him yeah. and Jeff getting so in his head about it that it flips and that, that, that here in a moment Jeff's going to become very upset because he doesn't really know who he is anymore. <laughs> this is the moment I thought was funny with Neil. Neil and Shirley yeah. are books that say book giving like jazz hands <laughs> big old smiles. I just thought it was really funny. And Jeff does his best. He tries really hard as the dean, but because he's like trying in earnest now, uh the dean doesn't like it. And the dean looks like f-ing out of die hard.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: And and he comes up and the intensity of the scene between the dean and Jeff is the dean ends up kicking Jeff out of the commercial is another one of my absolute favorite moments in the episode. They both sell this so well. Jim Rash's intensity and the way that he takes it so serious when the Dean is usually such a lighthearted and silly character makes it just so funny to me. Yeah. It's hokey. It's fake. Take it off. And Jeff literally doesn't know what that means at this point. <laughs> what What is he if he takes off the bald cap? He's not willing to do it. And the the way that the dean pulls like the high road director uh, act with like what do you what are you saying actor I'm a director and you're trying yeah. to tell me something <laughs> and and the dean just doesn't like it anymore because it's fake and he needs to take it off and and so he kicks Jeff out of the commercial and Jeff leaves crying which was so weird to see Je- like they've been. They they're all under Stockholm syndrome at this point. They've been doing this for twelve f-ing days, <laughs> so you could say that like this feels out of character for Jeff for him to care so much and go off crying. But they're all a little nutty at this point, other than Abed. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chang shows up at the perfect time to to save the day. His bald cap over wig over head <laughs> is or is probably even. Bald cap over wig over bald cap over head. It's so funny. The bald cap looks so bad. He's trying to be Jeff as the dean. So he's got Chang hair, Jeff hair, bald cap. And it looks like he's like a conehead. Yeah.
1: It's, he it's looks so like Mojo funny. Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls. He's the way that he,
0: Yeah, you're right. The way that he just stands up and he's like, understudy? As if like, it's finally his time. No one asked him to be the understudy. He just did this. And he flawlessly pulls off the the. Ugly horrific bald cap And the dean loves the look of him In the hair (laughs) It's Like that's it that's reality It's so bizarre And everyone in this scene just Makes it sing it's so funny (laughs) Britta I don't know why but this Is the last straw (laughs) so she tries To make a stand for everybody And say that like they need to be able to leave It's a violation of human rights And the dean says that Whatever. Everyone can leave if they want to leave. You know, you don't actually have to stay. Annie realizes how crazy the Dean really is and realizes how crazy she is because of it. So everyone leaves and and he he kind of does that. Like if everyone wants to leave, if they don't care, they can just leave. Like kind of expecting and wanting everyone to stay anyway. But everyone does leave and it's just the Dean now left to like sit in this crazy bath that he's drawn for himself. And meanwhile it's perfect timing. Well, first of all, the dean asked Abed to stop filming, but Abed's not going to. This is like the dream for Abed. That he yeah. that his documentary has has become this instead of just what he wanted it Which to be. Which is first.
1: exactly what Abed knew it would be. He said yeah. from the beginning that
0: the Dean is about to spiral down. <laughs> and this of course is perfect timing for Louise Guzman to show up. And he does. He's brought up. He's really excited. Uh, Luis Guzman went to Greendale in the universe of the show. So he's happy to be back on his old stomping grounds and to be <laughs> to lend his celebrity to this commercial, which is just a, under his own idea. Just such a killer, nice guy thing for him to do. And then he shows up and it's a ghost town. Yeah. No one's there. He comes face to face with the statue of himself <laughs> and he changes his posture to look like the statue. And it's a really funny moment. Hello, it's me, Luis Guzman. <laughs> it almost reminds me of something really stupid from season five of Arrested Development. Do you remember Michael, like, uh, getting, he, he gets sympathet- sympathetic, so he goes back to the model home, but then he gets nervous to see anybody, so he walks in and he's like, hello, window cleaner? Yeah. I don't know why, but that, rem- you doing Luis Guzman reminds Remind me you of, of Michael, Michael t- <laughs> doing window cleaner. Nice. I'm a star. The Dean shows up and he uh, tries to hide his crazy from Louise Guzman, but it's really hard. He's turned his office into this like stinky editing room (laughs) with uh, a live possum amongst other things. Now I really like – this is like the next level of the Dean's evolution – of now that the thing's shot, he's hold himself up. He's not bathing himself. He's he's putting it all together himself, right? As, as I'm sure a lot of directors do, like go crazy over what the yeah. finished product is gonna be. There's hair all over the office. I like the little I like dalmatian f- pillows. When Louise is like, "What the hell is that?" He's like, "Oh, that's a live possum." <laughs> spend time with them. You just see the like big gentle rats oh it's also clear that days later or whatever abed is still filming he's here to film this interaction and louise notices the camera for a second and the dean shows him the commercial that he's here to be in and we get this little quick montage of them watching different parts of it uh obviously it's a lot longer than it should be it's really sporadic there's <laughs> space battle parts there's screaming there's heavy metal the dean is like not looking at the screen and making prayer hands and really acting like a director, and Louise Guzman is just, what the did I agree to come be a part of? And he does a total actor thing. He stops and he's like, I gotta make a phone call. And then there's (laughs) another funny bit where Louise gets a talking head and he sells it really well, but then the dean interrupts it and is mad that he's not willing to do the commercial, but he'll be a part (laughs) of the documentary that Abed's making of the commercial. And that's when they make a literal comparison to Hearts of Darkness. And he says, well, everyone knows Hearts of Darkness is better than because he's gonna be in the documentary, but he won't be in the movie. It's really funny. And I can't believe it, the dean tries to kick Louise Guzman <laughs> out of the place. So he says, you know what, I've had it, I'm out of here. And his trailer, which Pierce is in, gets towed away. And nobody misses him. No, Very funny. That's a very Arrested Development thing, is being in a trailer that gets towed somewhere else. And Jeff Garland showing up in a minute also makes it feel very Arrested Development. Yeah. Louise Guzman gives... I don't think I'm going to give him my MVP, but he gives an MVP-worthy winger speech here. Oh, totally. uh, To to snap the Dean out of his craziness, and uh, more importantly, to say that he needs to have some faith in himself and in Mm -hmm. the school that he works for. And it's very, very silly, but Louise delivers it seriously, which makes it so funny.
1: Yeah, he's so, like, earnest and sweet when he's giving these, like, deliveries. It's great.
0: I love how he has to point out that he got laid like crazy during his time here before Boogie Nights. That's why he loves Greendale, not Mm -hmm. because of, like, what he learned there. What did they say about it? Oh, we missed a couple of lines that I thought were really funny. One was that earlier when they're reading the script for the first time and sitting around in a circle, the Dean's, like, reading the stage, uh, uh, like, the the parenthetical, like, acting descriptors. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, every, all the students at Greendale are happy and they don't notice that smell. Yeah. Did you catch that bit? I yeah. thought that was a funny that was line funny. that I wanted to point out that I didn't. I don't know why I just thought of it. <laughs> but it, it's funny to see all of the things that are going to end up being in Abed's commercial mm-hmm. as they happen, as I watch it a couple of times. Yeah. And the Dean's set to to sit in his, his stew and – and abed's still catching it all as he's realizing how far he's really gone but abed's like try not to address me i'm not here but the dean neither am i and the commercial might not get finished at all meaning the dean might lose his job and what a sad world it would be if dean pelton wasn't at greendale
1: yeah well and that'd be awful because you know that the dean above all things that he loves loves being a dean and he wants to be a good
0: dean even though he has no idea what that means not at or how all. to do it. No. I, I love that the Dean... I don't know, man. I feel like if Jim Rash as Dean Pelton wasn't on this show, that it wouldn't be near as special and weird as it is. No, not at all. I feel like he's so key to what makes Greendale Greendale. Mm-hmm. Like, every... TV show has significant locations like friends and like shows where they hang out in bars. Yeah. But Greendale is like even more than that. It's like its own like planet. It's
1: its own. It has like its right. own
0: rules. Its own like ecosystem of the way things work. And And the Dean is the face of that alongside yeah. like the human being. But the Dean is just Mwah. And Jim Rash is just such a perfect find. If If Community did anything better than anything else, it was casting Jim Rash in the mm-hmm. show. So the Dean sets up his last talking head, and it's really his resignation letter, but in it, he says some things that really cut to the heart of why he loves Greendale and loves being a dean here and how he he realizes how he's, uh, how he's really failed a- as, a, as a dean. And it's kind of got some emotional resonance until it goes yeah. even weirder. And <laughs> he takes his diploma off the wall and sets it on fire, then gets naked and rubs the ashes of his diploma <laughs> all over his body and like lays on the floor. And what does he say? He says like, I am nothing. But, man, Jim Rash with his shirt off makes me feel things I did not expect. Crazy,
1: crazy physique.
0: (laughs) And watching him just get so crazy and he's naked and he's banging the wall and feeling shame. And that somehow he ends up keeping his job... And the way it's intercut within him in his uh, resignation, yelling about how he did something gross and inappropriate to the ice cream machine. Oh, my God. And it's really important that nobody uses it. Let's just put it out there. What do we think he did to the ice cream machine? He says something about the nozzles need cleaned. Mm -hmm. Was there ass play involved?
1: Here's what I think happened. I think that the Dean and that baby – maybe had like some ice cream fun but where the dean was like a dalmatian okay and so like he was like licking up the ice cream and so like there was ice cream coming out of the thing but maybe there's some things going back into the nozzle too i think it was really fun for everyone
0: involved but it probably was messy and if you like fun sexy stories like that you're gonna love chevy and cosby's 2022 tour unless they die (laughs) Which, honestly, if that happened with the financial situation we're in and all the tickets had to get refunded, we'd be, that'd that'd be really good for us. So if if one of them could go ahead and probably die now,
1: Mm -hmm. he'd
0: be really doing us a solid. It's true. Chevy, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about your work on Community, but I don't know. I don't think they're making another Fletch sequel anytime soon. We got (laughs) to get that money back fast.
1: Well, I don't think there's going to be another family vacation either. But um, tss. yeah, the joke is yeah. if you didn't hear it last week. I keep calling it family vacation, not the name of the movie.
0: I made Stephen feel bad about saying something that wasn't that big of a deal. They're not going to
1: make another National Lampoon's Christmas family vacation fun time
0: hang around. <laughs> dot com. But I like that's how he ends his resignation speech. And the ice cream machine had a fun, sexy time before he left. And now he's just in ashes and and feels horrible. But somehow the episode now manages to turn that around and have a really sweet ending that works really well. And doesn't feel like, even though it is just wrapping everything up so they can start back where they started next week for another episode, the Mm -hmm. ending feels really earned.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: The the school board guys are there, and the dean sets up the commercial that he's about to show them as that they're going to have a lot of questions afterwards. It's not what they expect it to be, and if he just needs to leave after they see it, he understands. They don't have to (laughs) say anything. And then the commercial plays, and it's footage from Abed's documentary that shows Greendale and the dean in the best light possible (laughs) uh, while also paying a lot of homage to the original like 80s Greendale commercial Mm -hmm. and it just it's not fair to give an MVP to Abed this episode I don't think but what a nice gesture of Abed to do this for the dean and for the school Uh, it's really nice and it's not the only time Abed does this we recently talked about basic crisis room decorum from season six Mm -hmm. with Kevin Lanigan over on advanced community studies which you should go listen to if you haven't heard it yet that was a lot of fun and he does the same thing there so it's very in character of of Abed to take care of his people like this and yeah somehow the school board are happy enough with it that they're not mad about the 20,000 in the hole that they are which seems a little (laughs) bizarre but the moment of the dean like oh I thought I was gonna be fired but I'm still here yeah it's really really nice and Abed even still is a champ. He, like, he doesn't take all the credit. You know, he no. did all of it. He saved it. He made the ending for his documentary. But but he, he yeah, he he does the right thing here. And I really like his line here where he says documentarians try to stay out of the story so it can be honest, yet they have more effect on it because they're the ones who decided to tell it mm-hmm. in the first place. So he kind of leaned into that which I think a lot of documentarians do, and it doesn't have to take away from the the sure. the, the height of the documentary. I think it's a nice little line to sum all this up. Mm-hmm. Then we get a couple more shots of the Dean being naked, covered in ash, <laughs> being crazy, as Abed is showing some of his documentary to the study group. I love the little like kick dance that the Dean is doing. Yeah, while that's he's great. He's naked and covered in ash. That's pretty funny. The study group is rightfully very confused, reliving this awful thing that they all had to live through. But the Dean walks in, and for whatever reason, they're so understanding. They all forgive him. They're all just kind of like, yeah, we're not really worried about this anymore after he apologizes. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what? We've been crazy, too. And then they have a yeah. big hug. And the Dean gets this, <laughs> the way the Dean yells, I'm a good Dean. And <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Whatever.
1: The surprise on his face when Jeff like offers the house does hug. that like, little kind of turdly thing on his head. So funny.
0: It's a funny moment, and it is a little bit of a rushed ending, but for whatever reason, just like the rest of how me. weird this episode gets. Yeah, it's very Greendale. It's very mm-hmm. community, and it works perfect for me. I like – and then it ends, of course, before the hug, the Troy and Britta thing that we'll get to in a second. But the Dean's last joke, after they had that moment, he's like, will you guys get a live uh, – what is it? A Possum? Yeah, will you guys get a live <laughs> – possum out of my office it keeps skittering and you think you're prepared and then it skitters (laughs) really funny that would be scary as shit but as they leave we see that it ended with Troy and Britta still hugging each other uh Abed a little bit concerned behind the camera saying the scene's over and and that they can move on and they're like haha yeah whatever and walk (laughs) off and then Abed looks at the other cameraman and you can tell that Abed's like this might be trouble yeah and that's where they end it there. And I like that. I like that almost more than any ship material they've done, I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. They, they decide to end this powerhouse episode with a Troy and Britta moment. And that's not nothing. That's not nothing. I like it a lot. Because they could have let it slide after all the hugging and stuff and how like uncomfortable they got. But no, they want us to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I know Steven probably thinks about it a little too often.
1: I am thinking about it right now. I'm probably going to go think about it when we finish recording.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the intag. It's pretty slight. It's three days later in California. Pierce doesn't even know that he is in California, but they open up what was Luis Guzman's trailer. Nobody's supposed to be in there. It's supposed to be now Jeff Garland's uh, uh, trailer, right? yeah is that what's happening and and Pierce just stumbles out yelling I'm a star very Chevy that's just them writing Chevy into <laughs> the script he takes something some food from Jeff Garland and like walks away and Jeff what is he like that guy has balls I like that and then he takes up residence in a trailer he's like you know what I'm not coming out of this trailer until I get a new trailer <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. What's
1: he yell? He yells, something. oh, and, and get, get me, me a granola, granola bar. bar.
0: That is pretty Arrested development. You're right. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. I think it's a very, very successful episode. Everything it sets out to do, it does. It gets really weird and takes us there without, like, losing my sense of the world of the show. Yeah. And it wraps it all up in a way that makes me smile and not, like, groan at how they wrapped it up so quickly. Mm-hmm. this the intag just points out, though, like this truly is the beginning of a lot of weeks. Chevy is barely in the show. Yeah, and that's sad because there have been some episodes where we're really surprised by how good of a job Chevy did that week or how they use Pierce in a poignant way. And I don't think we're going to be seeing that much more. No. And it's sad. But
1: yeah. that's
0: not really this episode's fault. This episode's great. What do you think about it after going through it?
1: I really enjoyed it. I'd put it as my second favorite of the season so far. Easily. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, do you still think you put the other documentary episode slightly before it?
1: It's hard for me to top the LeVar Burton for me. I think that's one of the funniest things in the entire show. I
0: think more than a lot of community arguments, this episode versus that one, there's not really a right answer no, to it. No, I,
1: I don't think that I disagree with someone who says this one is better and or And I can't
0: disagree with you for thinking that the other one is either. Mm-hmm. And if I watched that one again right now, I might think it's better too. But yeah. this one, is you can't deny this one either. They're both very said, high A's. In this episode, I've made it clear, all three of my favorite funny moments were Dean. Mm-hmm. The Dean steals this episode. I'll give honorable mentions to Annie, who I think really sells the anxiety and mm-hmm. being the Dean's right-hand woman. If she had had a little bit more of a bulkier subplot within it, yeah. maybe I could have given it to her. And also Jeff, because of, because of his... Uh, Delve into being the dean, and then into becoming a bald man. But it's the dean. This is the dean's episode. Last week, I didn't give it to him because this one was coming up, and Mm -hmm. and he absolutely earns it. Jim Rash deserves a Emmy that no one would ever give him for this episode. Uh, And what what else can I say? Jim Rash is is a is a gift to this world. But what about
1: honorable mentions for me for Luis Guzmán? His performance was fantastic. Um, and Jeff, I think Jeff really committed this episode. And mm-hmm. anytime that Jeff commits, it's always really funny. Just like paintball um, or the uh, physical education, pottery. When Jeff really sure. gets into something, it's it's great. Uh, but yeah, it's got to go to the Dean. I think his delivery of every line, like you said, elevated the already funny line to just yes. a new level. His commitment to everything that he did was perfect. I mean, he really sold it. And you saw him gradually become more and more of this you know broken obsessed
0: man it was great totally i absolutely agree with you and i think we did it i think we touched on what we needed to touch on i think this is a really good episode of community easily goes on the list of like a handful of episodes that i would show to the right friend to show Mm -hmm. them how cool this show is yeah you couldn't show it to just anybody because it's so out there but if if you show it to the right friend this could be an episode that they're like oh wow that's mm-hmm. what this show is and i think they do a really good job and i think i don't know what we got to do to wrap this thing up man let's talk about uh what's coming up around the corner next week we are talking about episode nine of season three which is foosball and nocturnal vigilantism I like this uh, episode. I Foosball remember this episode one. It has yeah. an anime sequence. It has Nick mm-hmm. Kroll. It's one that I remember, but I don't remember a ton about it. And the last time I watched it, Nick Kroll was significantly less on my radar than what he is now. So I'm looking forward to diving back into it. And you all should send us some trivia, your favorite funny moment from that episode and your episode mvp to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear your thoughts on that episode or if you want to comment on anything we talked about this episode we'd love to hear it and highlight it on next week's show so get that into us yeah so if you like what we do here and you want to support us a little bit extra patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast there's hours and hours there's almost 30 episodes of the pre show. There's five episodes of Nerdstalgia. We did a Scrubs podcast. There's so much over there to go check out. And the support it goes from tiers as small as $5 up to $50. And every little bit of support really, really helps us. It's the beginning of a month, so it's a great time to sign up. So if you like what we do here, think about throwing us a little – a couple bones. Throw us a couple bones.
1: Throw them this way. Throw them bones so can in, the in a circle. find us
0: if they want to hang out with us, but they don't like us enough to put their credit card down.
1: Ah, well, you can always write into the show where Zach said. Or if you want to, you know, chit chat with us, slide in our DMs, give us a like or a, or a retweet. We're on Twitter over at You Can't Disappoint Pod. We're also on Instagram under the name uh, <laughs> Can't Disappoint Podcast. Yep. Uh, we are also on Facebook and YouTube under the name of the show You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Um, send us some love on any of those, and we'll we'll send it right back to you in a tiny little box uh, with a little bit of spit.
0: And some bones.
1: And some bones. We got enough to spare.
0: Look, I think it's been another successful week of the podcast. Uh, season 3 continues to have these high hills and these weird valleys, and it's been a fun season to talk about because... Unlike seasons one and two, I don't exactly know what I'm getting every week when we do the mm-hmm. episodes, just because it's been a while since I've seen them, and some of them are proving to be a little bit different than I remembered, so yeah. it's been really fun, and I'm excited to keep going down this train with you. We're we're on the descent, you know, we're in the second half of community's life, it's crazy uh, how fast all of this is going by. It's great. Well Um
1: before, before we go, yeah. uh, we normally say, you know, get vaccinated, wear a mask, but... But please we've, get we've seen a change in
0: light. Oh, are we not announcing that we're changing our mind on the vaccine? Not till next week. That's, that's okay. in next week's
1: cards. Okay. We can't do uh, Bill
0: Cosby and anti-vax in the same week?
1: Not the same week. We got we to gotta spread that out. Um, Chicago currently is getting like 200 new cases a day. Jesus. So please uh, get vaccinated. There's variants of the coronavirus that are out there. And Being vaccinated
0: might not protect you from getting sick 100%, but it will protect you from having to go to the hospital or dying yeah. from COVID unless, like, you're in an extreme situation. Yeah. Uh, and I am really upset because I feel like I'm seeing more and more and more people that are, like, loudly preaching, like ha- ha- just, like, on Twitter, so not just people in my, like, Indiana bubble, like, people mm-hmm. that are – that are vehemently passionate about not taking the vaccine, and that yeah. just makes me so sad.
1: Well, and I see people that are idiots, and they're like, "Don't you see numbers are down?" And I'm not vaccinated, so clearly that had nothing to do with it. And, and I then said, they get COVID. Yeah. Well, and also like other people did get vaccinated, which is why numbers went down. But now the, the people non-vaccinated that aren't people...
0: vaccinated are getting COVID, so the numbers are up.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you saw what Lollapalooza just happened in Chicago, yeah. and now I, was... I think, yeah, there were
0: I saw the pictures lot of the of crowds, which I'm excited for stuff like that again, but that's got to be – well, people, didn't they people have to present their vaccine you cards? You either had
1: to show you were vaccinated or have a negative test to show you could get in. But and I
0: saw that people still. were, like, selling fake vaccine cards and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. we don't need to go on a whole tirade. It's still important. I know it. it, it feels to everybody that, like, we're over that hump and we're not and it's already like not only is is there like the delta variant there are more that are going to come after that and Mm -hmm. we got to protect ourselves for it and it can be frustrating uh caring about people that don't care yeah so if you do care and you haven't been able to get vaccinated yet uh or if you have have don't really see why you should get vaccinated because you're healthy or because you've already been sick I think it sets a really great example, if you would, and uh, as as different cases are, as different variants are going around, you might get sick, and we don't want you to get sick. Mm-hmm. But from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, please do get vaccinated, and we cannot stress enough that this podcast is in no way affiliated with Bill Cosby. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we will see you next week. We love you. Thanks for listening. Make good choices. That one was to Bill Cosby. Please make good choices. (laughs)